And this is our guest. Hi, I'm Grace. Um, so today we are sitting down to talk about political division within families. Um, and this has become sort of a hot topic issue um, with the greater increase in political polarization just all across the board. Um, so I feel like there's sort of a general rule, like never discuss politics in polite company, um, which has just become extremified with, um, you know, people on very divided sides of the political spectrum. Uh, and there's this sort of us versus them attitude that can create ideological enemies of people that you see as your loved ones. So I just want to hear your guys' thoughts on that um, and your experiences, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for me, I guess it is hard because, especially with older family members, like grandparents, um, there's, yeah, there's definitely kind of a divide where, um, you know, I disagree with them on, like, pretty key ideological issues, and mm -hmm. it's hard to know how to go about that because, you know, on the one hand, I know it's one person, it's one vote, like, how much is their, you know, racism or sexism, whatever, really going to do? But on the other hand, it's like, how can I go to protest supporting Black Lives Matter and do all this work, um, trying to educate myself and learn, and then just not try to talk, like, have conversations or, like, educate or anything um, to people who disagree with me. Like, I think it's it's kind of our job to talk to people who we disagree with because maybe we won't change their minds, but it's important to get that insight. But it is hard. It's hard to know where to draw the line there. Right. Yeah. No, when do you leave someone's political beliefs alone when you try to change their minds or appeal to them? Um, and I think sometimes it comes down to, like, does this political division just speak to someone's politics or does it speak to like their character and exactly. who they are as a person and that's a hard line to draw. Yeah. So true and I feel like there's a generational thing too like mm -hmm. we're in this internship right now and we've talked about this how it can be so different with ages and how like what people believed um, when they were our age and like when they let's say our grandparents were growing up in like the 50s and so there's like a whole different thing with like race and sexism too and homophobia right. so they believe different things and they kind of carried that with them. And even if their things maybe now will be considered, like their beliefs maybe now will be considered as moderate, were then like liberal back then, so they're like, they're not changing with the times. Yeah. And so they have a hard time wrapping their heads around maybe what we believe now. But for me, a lot, my extended family is really divided. Like I have family all over the place on both sides, it's different. But what I think is interesting is my, my family, um, my step-grandma, she passed away four years ago, but she... She is Jewish, and um, Jewish people tend to be Democrats, yeah. but mm -hmm. she's a Republican. She was a strong mm. Republican. I could never figure out why, but they had her books around, um, and I, I just couldn't figure out why, and it, we just really didn't know how to approach her. And then there's my grandpa in Florida. We couldn't tell where he was. We thought he voted Democrat most of the time. Yet yeah. in 2016, we asked, who are you voting for? He did not answer. He mm -hmm. said, I think... He is sexist. He is sexist because he he said I could never vote for Hillary. Right. Yeah. And then there's that when that thing comes in. Why can't you vote for Hillary? Because she's right. a woman. She's well, a woman. Yeah. And then it's like then it gets into their character more. Like I've yes experienced yeah. where it's like I know people, particularly older men in my family who I know have voted for Trump. And then it's like, well, how could you vote for something that someone who said such horrible things about women? And here you are with, like, you know, all these family, female family members. And it's like, exactly. do you not see how that kind of, like, 
openly hurts us. Like, that's such, it's so frustrating. But it's like, you don't know, yeah, a lot of times it's like, it's just not talked about. You don't know where they stand. So. Right, and then some Republicans are just, they stay with Trump because like, this is our party, we're not going right, to vote for the right. Even if he's so bad, this is always what we voted for, and this is always what we're going to do. And then I think my, my grandpa hopefully voted Libertarian in 2016. I know he didn't vote for Hillary, but so yeah. hope he didn't vote for Trump. Yeah. yeah, and that's also, like, in my family, like, um, so, I think both my parents are pretty independent, but they're a little bit more conservative-leaning, yeah. um, and I am not, um, I'd say, like, the closest I could get a line into American politics would be, like, I, I'm not even sure, but I'm definitely very left-leaning in politics, and, um, with my parents, like, they kind of, like, my dad always raised my sister and I to be, like, feminist, and, like, he's always, like, claimed that, like, he's been supportive of women, like, and, like, yeah. with my mom and everything, and, like, and all that, but then at the same time, I, do, I'm not, like, 100% sure, but I could be, like, 90% sure he voted for Trump in both 2016 and 2020, mm-hmm. so it's, like, it kind of, like, rubs me the wrong way, that it's, like, yeah. he's always, like, raised me to be, like, like, an independent woman and like yeah. take yeah. power and like and not in like a political sense or like money sense but just kind of like ha- own my own power and just like be very independent but then at the same time he's voting for right this man who like is not respecting right. women so it's like I yeah. feel like it, he kind of manifests that through a vote even though like right. his words aren't matching that like he's exactly. telling us and like and I b- believe he's like he's a, he's a feminist like there's without yeah. a doubt like he supports women but then it's like his vote tells something different, I right. feel like. And so that's tricky. That's where it's like, now why is that happening? So we need to get to that mm-hmm. bottom line of that. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's like, culturally, or like what he's voting for, not going to change. So that's what I want to know. For yeah. him, I think it's less about, um, it's more with economic issues, I think, he's mm-hmm. more focused on, like mm-hmm. with his, yeah. um, with his politics. So it's like, he's always like, oh, vote for the policies and right. this and yes. not the person. But then it's like, Policy. I don't agree with that because it's like you're having this, yeah. like, yeah. man who is he like, he just says things and it's like right they well, they're harmful exactly. to many communities exactly. of women and minorities. But then it's yeah. like, and it's so funny because I was I was talking to a family member um, who I'm I'm pretty sure voted for I'm almost positive voted for Trump in 2016 and I think just didn't vote in 2020. I'm not sure, but um, yeah. And his one his his point that he could come up with with, like, how Donald Trump helped women was, like, he provided, like, breastfeeding stations and airports for women. And it's, like, yeah, what? Like, <laughs> I mean, first of all, I think that women should be able to breastfeed in public if they want to, so we don't even really need these breastfeeding stations. Like, right. sure, okay, if, if women prefer that, like, great. But that's not really issue number one in terms yeah. of, like, feminism that, and I feel and like that's kind country. of, like, um... My dad and I were actually talking about this the other night, and it's, like, a common thing with politics. It's, like, the dog wagging its tail. Yeah, exactly. It's like, there's the dog, and there's all these issues, like, with, like, women and stuff, and, like, yeah. minorities and, like, economic issues. But then, like, they'll do something like put a breastfeeding station in the right. airport, like, and it's, like, everyone's looking at the dog, like, the dog's tail wagging, and they're, like, wow, look how great he is. And it's, like, right. there's all this to deal yeah. with. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's hard to tell if your family members, like, it depends on how close you are, but, like, mm-hmm. are they just ignorant to this, and do they see the dog wagging its tail and think, like, oh, this must mean that they're not a sexist or not a racist, and so then they feel comfortable voting for them, or is it really a deeper issue and doesn't speak to their character? And that's why you need to have conversations, because then you can maybe get to the root of it and hopefully 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely a generational thing. Like, I thought about this. And it's, like, it's funny you guys asked me to be a guest on this podcast because it was, like, I think it was, like, the other day, but, like, the day before, my dad and I were talking about politics out on the back patio. And, like, him and I, like, we kind of came to, like, a good middle ground, which never really happens. But it's, like, because I think we can agree a lot on, like, foreign policy and being, like, like, kind of, like, less military action and more yeah. like diplomacy yeah. with all yeah. these other nations yes. and not really trying to spread an agenda but more like kind of just like come with these other countries and not try to like push them to follow our ideas but kind of just like be like hey like yeah exactly so i feel like we agree on that but it's like when the social issues it can be sometimes really hard to talk to them because like it's a generational thing and it's like a lot of it is like ignorance and it's like i don't think right. that's an excuse because you can fix that but sometimes i come to find that it's so deeply rooted that it's like right it's like you feel like they're never gonna change their like in conversations i've had like i will talk to people and it's like okay so you're it sucks because i i love my family and i love them so much Mm -hmm. but like they're never gonna change their mind on an issue that like is really important to the issue but you're right like the economic stuff and like you know but i I also think economic stuff can also speak a lot to a person's character even though i feel like that's kind of like an untouched like i feel like a lot of the like conversations we sometimes have at the dinner table with families it's like it's less it's been turned into political issues but really it's a humanity issue yeah, like right should gay people be able to adopt a child and start a family like yeah. that's right. not really a political issue right but it's been right. twisted into one right exactly and i feel like when people are like oh like political discussions i feel like that should be like i feel like economic issues are more like political discussions even though I feel like those have been kind of like brushed under the rug because it's like I feel like a lot of it intersects with right economic issues and that's why I have a problem with people say like people said oh well I'm I'm socially liberal but fiscally conservative like can you really be socially liberal like yeah Yeah. like can you really separate those issues like that's basically not wanting to put your money where your mouth is right you believe something it needs money and it needs help but to what you guys were saying I think a big issue is like getting your family members to listen to you and since we are teenagers a lot of the times it feels like oh you're talking yes. like to an elder and you can't talk back yeah. oh you're, you're so naive and you don't yeah. know what you're talking like about all life they know what they're talking about like i can never call an older member of my family ignorant about anything even if i probably right. know more about it or right more right just by living longer they should be the authority on everything right. which can be so frustrating they have yeah. research they don't actually know about it Exactly. And it, well, and that's the experience I had was just like, there was this almost, like, they would like laugh at me. <laughs> like, yeah. Like yeah. I've had this experience multiple yeah. times where like, you know, you'll be really passionate about something and you'll have research and it's like, you know, whatever, and you're and you're trying to engage in a discussion and they just laugh because they look at you as like a kid. Yeah. And it's and that yeah that is so right. Yeah. It's so frustrating. No, I, like I think that compared to other people, I definitely have not had a huge strain put on any of my relationships by political differences, but I think the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that, like, I don't necessarily share every ideology with my parents, even though we're both Democrats, um, and definitely with my dad in recent years, I've fought more about little things, Yeah. and it's frustrating sometimes because I feel like I, no matter how much research or time I put into something, I can never be the authority on it, mm-hmm. or, like, yes, have I a well-informed opinion. Yeah. yeah. But also, um, a couple of weeks ago, someone at work said something like, and I, that, like, it was a quote, they, I don't know if they made it up or, like, 
it was kind of like something they've heard before. It was like, there's people who see the world at how it is and people who see the world as it can be. And yeah, like, yeah. and that for me, hearing that just helped me like, kind of like, I guess accept the fact with my parents sometimes because like I love them and they're very passionate about the things that they are like yeah and like you can't take that away from that you can't like because yeah. that like they like they've done the same to me and it's like I've been passionate about these things and it's like oh like and I know how it feels so I'm not gonna do that but it's like sometimes you have to step back and like I've had these conversations with my dad especially and he'll be like I'll be talking about like economic issues and money and like um like wealth inequality and he's just kind of like well that's just kind of how the world works and yeah. I'm like but it doesn't have to be like that and it's like I think he he's just kind of gotten to this point where he's like I feel like when you're younger there's this generational thing and it's less like oh you get more conservative as you get older but it's I think and it's not an excuse but I think it's just when you're older you have so much optimism and like I definitely do and a lot of people like I feel like grow out of that and they're just kind of they'll just accept how it is and like I just feel like Yes. But th- obviously not everyone's like that. There's obviously the older people that don't, but then it's well, like... yeah. Yeah, like, they'll accept the status quo when they get older. Yeah, because yeah. it's just like, I feel like, once you just get older, like, I've noticed it's like, my parents know about these things, and they, like, talk about it, and they seem like, they understand a lot of it, but they're just like... But That's like, just how it is. But, like, it's, like, I think once you get older, and you have a job, and you have a family, and it's like, you can't use all your time to right. focus on social issues and changing the status quo because it's like that takes so much energy and I feel like yeah. when you're a teenager and you have all this optimism like we're using our summers to like right do the, like right. do internship yeah. and like be, like do stuff we're passionate about but it's like when you get older like I understand that it's like yeah there's not that time and energy you can put into that anymore and I feel like that kind of like definitely makes people just accept things even though I don't yes. really think that's like the right thing to do but yeah. it can come with your vote yeah that can change right stuff. right yeah, yeah. Well, vote. I think that's a really good point and I think that also kind of gets into like what is liberalism and what does it mean to be progressive we kind of talked about this within our internship um actually we had a speaker Jane you say Kleb right Jane yeah. Kleb yeah. yeah she was talking about how she doesn't really like the term progressive because it you know it kind of has an ambiguous meaning and and I think the same could even be said with liberalism. I'm writing a book about it right now. It's mm-hmm. called, like, Why We're Liberals. And, yeah, it's like, what does being liberal mean? Does it mean that you, you know, see the world as it can be and mm-hmm. fight for progress and fight yeah. for change? And, you know, that's that's an interesting thing, too. And then, in a way, that connects a lot to morality. Mm-hmm, and I right. feel like that can really get in the way of, you know, relationships. I mean, I think if they're, like, your parents or, like, you know, your siblings or someone you're really close to, it's hard to kind of sever that relationship because of politics, but, like, if there's a distant uncle that is horribly racist, like, I would have no problem being like, you are so, I'm so morally opposed to you that I don't want to have, like, a relationship with you. So then you can separate yourself, but here's the thing with families. I'm really fortunate to have, like, most of my close family, people that live in St. Louis and people that we're actually close with, um, agreeing on political stuff with me. But then, when it comes to people that live in different states, it's different. Like, we have family in Alabama, and they're conservative. And so, and then family uh, in Florida. And so then, when we do stuff with them, it's kind of hard. Like, in the last four years, we haven't seen them that much, and think we think it's, like, because, my mom said it's because, like, the Trump presidency and stuff. Yeah. And so that, it doesn't really interfere with any of your personal things, but it can decrease your amount of, like, 
family interactions, that family yeah. community feeling, which can like, that's a, that's a yeah. Yeah. Th- thing to take into consideration as well. Yeah, right, no, it definitely right. can put a strain on your relationship, and part of the statistics on that, this of course doesn't speak to, like, your real relationship with someone, but more Facebook relationships. Yes. Oh, um, that But according to a poll regarding online COVID disagreements, um, 21% of Facebook users had fought with a family member over COVID, uh, 20% had unfriended a friend, and 15% had unfriended a family member. Which, obviously, this doesn't go to speak for, like, your entire relationship, but I feel like it's pretty significant because one friend, a family member, means something, and especially during these stressful times where we're even more polarized, things can become so much more strained and so much more severe than they were in the past. Well, and that's really interesting because I have a very, not very distant, but somewhat distant family member who, yeah, I follow them on Instagram, and I see so much anti-vax stuff, and it makes me so mad because it's like, okay, clearly this is like some big conspiracy theory, and it's Mm -hmm. not rooted in fact and whatever, but it's like, I can't, this person cannot be convinced otherwise, and and trying to find that balance of like convincing someone and like having a conversation with someone or just letting it be and like trying to figure out what to do is really hard, and I think, yeah, I mean, I've, I've considered, like, oh my god, like, I'm just gonna mute her, like, it's so infuriating, right, um, and, yeah, I think that can, especially with COVID, just because, you know, like you were saying with, um, like, gay marriage and, and being able to adopt kids, like, that shouldn't be a political thing, but it's made a political thing, and I think the same with, like, COVID, like, wearing a mask, it should not be a political thing, but it was made a political thing, mm-hmm. and so for stuff like that, again, I think it's really rooted in morality, and that's, that's a really hard thing yeah, no, it's impossible to separate because you can't really separate economic policy from social policy, and then you can't separate social policy from morality and character. Right. So then, the more it comes down to it, it's like you have to figure out: Does this differing political ideology make my family member a different person than I thought that they were? Which, right, in some cases, maybe not, and they have some ulterior motive that's selfish or ignorant, right. but at least doesn't speak to their character as a whole. But in some cases it does, and it's really difficult because nobody wants to, like, not talk to their parents or their cousin right. or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, that was all happening already before. There were already political divisions. And then Trump came in. And right. there was a whole other level. Like, I have a friend who, his mom, like, they completely separated from family they used to talk to all the time. They were super close with. Because they literally believe in the QAnon stuff. Oh, my God. Like, they actually believe in that. That's crazy. So, things yeah. like that. And for me, I, I don't have a lot of my family on social media, because I think a lot of them are on Facebook. Right, And, like, yeah. um, <laughs> I, I'm just not on Facebook. I've tried to get on it, but I just, it's so hard to navigate. But anyways, yeah. I've, I've had these issues with more, like, like classmates and yeah. um, acquaintances, like, from school. And it's just, like, I feel like with social media it's kind of, like, a personal thing, and, like, some people get, take it very personal if you unfollow them, or unfriend them, oh, or whatever, yeah. but, yeah. like, a lot of time, like, you were saying, like, you just don't want to see that right, constantly, right. and it's not that, like, any, like, for me, I don't take, if, like, whenever I unfriend people, it's usually because they are constantly spreading this kind of, like, right, right. and, like, I've had classes with them, and they understand that, like, the other side, and, like, but they just continue to choose that, and so it's, like, not really with family with me, but, like, 
I honestly think if I had family members, and this might sound so terrible, but it's just, I will, like, the thing is, I'll have a respectful conversation in class or with family at the table, but I feel like it's just, there comes a point in time with social media where it's just, like, you don't have to see that, and I feel like some people just need to, like, not say, like, they just need to accept that, like, not everybody wants to see everything that you have to say, and so it's, like, I feel like people, like, with social media especially, I've seen it, they're like, oh my gosh, this person in front of me because of politics, and it's like, well, I don't want to see constant posts about racism, right. like, just, and it's just like, yeah. and I know people that are like, oh my goodness, like, my cousins, like, I don't follow them because <coughs> they're anti-vax, and it's like, yeah, yeah. I, and then I, I'm just like, okay, like, that's, that's fine, like, if you don't want to see that, like, they're still your cousin, you can still love them and, like, right. they, yeah. like see each other family stuff, but it's like, if if you don't think you would like hang out with them on your own time, it's like yeah. I don't think yeah. social media is just kind of like. Well, also yeah, I mean people get so bold online, and I think they, they, yeah. they wouldn't say in person. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah for sure. See, like I think it can just bring out the worst in people because they're like, yeah. okay, no one's looking at me right now. I can just say this. <laughs> right. And, like, say it. You feel comfortable. Yeah, and I just think it's so dangerous when you because you can literally say anything on social media, yeah. and exactly. someone's yeah. gonna twist it up, and it's just like. So that's why I used to talk a lot about politics, or not a lot, but just kind of, like, post about social issues and political stuff on, like, Mm -hmm. Instagram and Twitter, but, like, over the past, like, year or so, I've kind of, like, after, like, last summer, like, there was definitely, like, social media was, like, actually a great place to get information, but then I also started to see that can be very dangerous. And it can, can get be, twisted. Yeah. It can get very twisted. People, I saw all this stuff on Instagram where people were twisting things that people said, like even on the same side, like Democrats. Yeah. yeah. Why are you saying that? One was like, don't right. say like Black Cat Tuesday, that's going to be, well that's just a weird example that I thought, but like there was another one too. Where, you well, know, and they twisted. even within the Democratic Party, I feel like there's almost this competition of like, who's the most woke? Right. Who's yeah. the <laughs> most liberal? And it's like, I'm like totally in favor of like let's use the correct terms let's let's call people what they want to be called let's make everyone comfortable like I'm all for that but like there's definitely a culture of like like this cancel culture where it's like you make one wrong move and then like that's it but we need to give people space to grow yes and and, you know it is you need to know where to draw the line because if they did something like if they're like a pedophile or something like there have been things like that on the internet it's like okay well you know that that's a little different but you need to you need to give people space to kind of learn. And yeah. Learn. Because otherwise, they're never like they're just gonna resent you and resent these progressive ideas because yeah. people are so mean about it. No, and actually, cancel culture and like political correctness has been like the biggest source of my political disagreements with my family and like my dad especially because I think it's just a different time and even now it's an issue where like we find it hard to draw the line. I don't really know where to draw it in my head. So yeah. I think Right. those concepts sort of seem like outlandish to him like oh how could someone be fired for like this one thing that they did like 18 years ago and I can't always have the answer right it's so dependent on the case and situation it's so, it's so subjective yeah right. it's very situational and I feel like a lot of people are like like especially with Trump and like sometimes with my yeah. family I'll be like or even Brett Kavanaugh. I just remember that. Oh, that was oh a big, that was when I think things started to get very polarized. Like yeah. for like maybe they were already there, but that for me personally that was more of my like personal experience where like cause I was a freshman and I was in government class and it was like 2018 in the fall. We were like I was in the class like while that was happening. And oh. for me that was more eye opening to see like how much people will like hold on to their party 
Like, yeah. no, like yeah. no matter the side, and it's like, th- it shouldn't have been a political issue. It was this woman coming forward, talking about her experience, yeah. and like, yeah. and it wasn't even to, like, block a conservative judge. I think it was just to keep this man out of, like, right. like he could have been Democrat or Republican, but, like, keep this man who is, like, even though he's probably had a pa- like, everyone's like, oh, it's in the past, why are they canceling something in the past? Well, it's like, yeah. well, obviously for this woman, this experience right, that's right. happened in the past is still... Right. manifesting in her life and she's still struggling with it and you're yes. and you're putting this man on the most powerful court in the united states like yeah. how is that okay and i feel like yeah with sexual assault assault and stuff like that it's often labeled as cancel culture but that's not like cancel culture you know what what i talk about when i say cancel culture is more of like someone says something wrong something maybe they didn't know it was it's ignorance they, yeah. they're ignorant right. not like they sexually assault someone or they're yeah. like Proudly, yeah, like a crime. Yeah, yeah, that's different. And I and I think that like with like in terms of family members, one thing that is hard we're talking about like drawing the line is like I don't know as like a privileged white girl, I feel like it is kind of my responsibility to talk to people that I know, like yeah. talk to other white people, talk to you know talk to people Good. in my circle who I know or are not really in my circle, but like in my family um, who I know are conservative and oh my god it's got so much quieter to talk to people in my circle and kind of like you know push them a little bit and get them to learn and, and you know whatever but then is that how much do I do that to the expense of like my mental health you know yeah, yeah. it's like, very draining yeah exactly For sure. so it's hard it's a hard thing to balance I think it was about a year or two ago um I think both of my parents kind of um didn't like switch their ideas but became more open to the black lives matter movement because before because yeah. mm-hmm. my dad works in as, is a fire chief mm-hmm. so okay. he is works really close with law enforcement yeah and he works yeah. with all that and they we live in a predominantly white um town and it's just like we've always kind of been around that and like the yeah. poli- like a lot of people out there respect the police just because they're it's just it's just the culture that it is and yeah. it's like um trying to remember like basically before black lives matter um and like well like before it because it's always been kind of there um but i think last summer when it reached its peak my parents became a little bit more understanding but before that they just never really there was never really a lot of discourse on it so they i think they just kind of heard misconceptions from police officers and just kind of stuck with it and like these people are like rioters and all this stuff and like how the media portrays it for sure i think shape them but yeah it yeah. definitely for a while and i was a, a little bit younger but like i was still very passionate about these issues and i thought it was my job to fix them like right. and right. Yeah, i kind of took on that duty and like now that i'm older i realize i'm like it's not my job right like, i can give them resources and i can tell them these talking points mm-hmm. that are like have you think a little bit deeper but it's like for a while there, I thought it was my job to fix them, and that yeah. got super, yeah, that's something I struggle with a lot, and it's a heavy burden to carry for sure, and like, I, I don't think most kids want to like fight with their family members, right. and like carry that with them all the time, and not, you know, like have, like, strained relationships with right. people in their life, because yeah. that's a and lot. For me, like, my, things definitely got really strained there for a bit, mm-hmm. um, and it was kind of upsetting because it was like, well, like, I vote. So I would say that I get my beliefs and that they're left leaning 
do the fact that I've been in Catholic education my whole life. Like, mm. there was a brief time where I did go to public school, but for the most part, I've been in Catholic school. And I feel like with Catholic school, it's not political, but they just instill these values that, like, they always have of, like, loving one another. And, like, don't be greedy. Like, not everything has to be, like, a money thing. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, just live amongst each other and be accepting, like, live as Jesus would. And I'm not Catholic, but I've taken those values but then it's like seeing my family who's raised me Catholic, like, and they're also Catholic. It's like kind of sometimes confusing how we get these different yeah. views. But then I think right. we've kind of like one time I was talking with him and my dad was just kind of like, why, like, how do you think, like, he was like, this is so weird. Like you and your sister and even now your brother, because like my brother as <coughs> yeah. he's getting older is starting to, I think he's starting to think more pro- progressively, like right. a little bit more liberally. But, um. Uh, He's just always like, why, like, one time he's just like, why do you think like this? Like, uh, like, yeah. he's like, and I'm not saying that, like, because he never told me to be one side or the other. It was yeah. always up to me. Yeah. But I was just like, because you put me through this school system right. and this, like, raised me this way. And even though I'm not Catholic, I still apply it. And I think that kind of, like, after this long time of, like, kind of like a, there was like a divide between us. I think he was starting to understand me a little bit more that he was That's just like, good. We kind of have the same values, but we just approach it a little bit differently. Yeah, so, like, right. I think just understanding that with a lot of people, because I think most times, like, Democrats and conservatives want the same things. Right. Like, yeah. they want the best for themselves and their community, but it's, like, the approach is different. I think exactly. that's a lot of people need to understand that sometimes, especially, like, family members. And it's, like, not just being naive. It's, yeah. like... For sure. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. And, and that's an interesting thing, like with Catholic school, too, because, like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's some, we were actually talking about this earlier, just, like, we were talking about high schools in St. Louis, and mm-hmm. how, yeah, there's, like, a really big Catholic community in St. Louis, and we were talking about, um, you know, there's, like, the boys and the girls Catholic high schools, and, you know, we were talking about, like, SLU versus Chaminade, and how much more progressive SLU, I mean, not that SLU is, like, particularly progressive, but they're more progressive than Chaminade, yeah. mm-hmm. and same with, like, Nairings, like, they're very progressive, they and it sounds like your school is a lot more progressive, but then you have places like Koryezu, who... Is so um, we were in a Civitas meeting with a uh, attorney from the ACLU, mm-hmm. and this one girl was talking about how she went to Koryezu, and they, I, I think they suspended, it was either su- suspended or expelled, but I'm pretty sure it was suspended, um, this girl for being in PATCH, which is Teenage Advocates for Sexual Health, it's a program mm-hmm. at Planned Parenthood, um, and so then it's like, you have two Catholic schools with supposedly the same belief systems. But then you have such different, you know, they're so different yes. in, in ideologies, specifically with politics. And with Catholicism, yeah. Like yeah. Catholicism, there's definitely, like, and, there, like, there's different branches and, like, different, like, because there's, like, um, the school I go to, like, there's a different sister organization than the sisters or nuns that work at Koryezu, and some mm-hmm. of them are more conservative. Yeah. And, like, I would say that the sister organization at my school is a lot more, um, wouldn't say, like, it's very, like, liberal, but they're definitely left-leaning, and I think that, like, that kind of gets put into the curriculum a little bit more. In the Bible teachings, like, that's a hilarious thing is, I feel like there are so many Republicans who justify themselves by saying, like, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm conservative, when so many Republican beliefs are not conservative right. and are not Christian. There's this, like, warped sense of religion that I feel like, yeah, people use to justify. Like, and, you know, I personally, like, I'm not religious, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, I think religion can be a great thing for so many people because it's, like, a belief system and something, yeah, something to have faith in. Mm-hmm. But 
when you're using it to justify hate, which, yeah, with Catholicism and Judaism and literally every major religion, like, that, that is not a belief system within yeah. there. And so it's yeah. like, you can't, at that point, it's, it's almost just disrespectful to the religion to claim that it's from yeah. Christianity right. or Catholicism. Yeah, well, this yeah. actually leads us well into the next topic that I want to discuss. So we've sort of discussed, um, like, basically fighting within your family yeah. <laughs> um, and political divides. But obviously that all comes down to where you adopt your own political ideology. Um, and so I'm kind of curious about that for you guys. And there's a little bit of data on that. Um, most people's political ideologies uh, come from their family, actually. But they can also come from your cultural spheres, such as your religion, your socioeconomic status, your ethnicity, um, your nationality, a variety of things. Um, but a big amount does come from your family, and this is kind of a funny study, um, <laughs> but they wanted to see how much kids actually know about their parents' political beliefs. Um, oh. And 38% of adult children um, incorrectly perceive their parents' political beliefs, um, but of the 67% that correctly perceive them, uh, only 49 actually adopted their parents' political beliefs, 18% rejected them. But of the ones who incorrectly perceived their political beliefs of the parents, they actually had political beliefs that they thought were opposite of their parents, when in reality they were the same oh. as their parents. And they wanted to make that distinction because those kids weren't actually adopting their parents' yeah. political beliefs. They were rebelling against them, but in a very confounded way, which I find kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but I am curious like, where you guys think you have adopted your political beliefs from. Yeah. Obviously, Grace, you said a little bit about this, but just where you think it's come from. Well, something that I thought of when you were saying that is, I wonder what my political beliefs would be if I yeah. was raised with parents who are Republicans or conservatives. And I'm well, thinking that I would... Really quick, I want to give Grace a lot of credit, because okay. I think about that all the time, and I'm like, same, I don't know if same. I would be as liberal uh, as I am if I my know. parents weren't so liberal. Same. But anyways, continue. So I was going <laughs> to say, like, yeah, I don't know. I honestly think that I would be liberal because I would like see I would be like wait that's right. flawed <laughs> that yeah. doesn't make sense but I honestly think it it would have been when I was older like I started knowing about the world probably on issues when I was like I think honestly around the time when Michael Brown happened like nine years old I think I was nine years old when that happened yeah. around eight or nine or yeah. maybe even seven I I knew I was like yay Obama beat Mitt Romney yeah I remember arguing <laughs> with this kid that went, literally I was in kindergarten Same. and I was like Mitt Romney is bad because he yeah. I watched a lot of PBS as a kid like PBS kids and Mitt Romney was I think it was Mitt Romney um was trying to like defund um PBS and I was like arguing about it and and his justification was like oh well, I watch Disney anyways and it was like oh Disney you know PBS. <laughs> I was so. the opposite actually I just posted a TikTok about this but I was like a Mitt Romney fan when I was younger. Same. <laughs> 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 Like, pretty scientific, I guess, factors that can go into 
how much of your parents' political beliefs you adopt. Um, and so number one is closeness. So if you have a tight bond with your parents, yeah. you're more likely to take on their political beliefs. And mm -hmm. I guess if you have a fractured relationship with your parents, you're more likely to rebel and say, I'm going to do the opposite <laughs> just to do the opposite. Yeah. Um, another one is uh, like an exposure to new environments um, or an especially trying political time can reduce the impact of your parents' influence on your political beliefs. So that's like going to college or like a period like COVID. Like say something yeah. happens, everyone starts right. talking about politics. It just becomes more of a hot topic issue. You can stray a bit more from your parents' political beliefs because you're sort of just being thrust into an environment with a lot of new political knowledge. Um, and then the other one is like the earlier you develop a party affiliation, the more likely you are to stick with that. Yeah. So right. that kind of feeds into the other one, which is um, like how involved your parents are politically. So basically, if your parents are super politically engaged, you're going to establish a party affiliation earlier on, and that's going to be a harder tie to break. But if your parents don't talk about it that much, yeah, like you exactly. know, you're less likely to take that on. Yeah. Right. That's really interesting. I've really thought about this, and there's, I don't think there's just, like, one. I think it's a combination of, like, a few factors. And like I mentioned earlier, like, a Catholic education. And I'm, I'm yeah. not saying that, like, everybody who goes through that kind of gets this, but it's, like, I just remember from a young age being kind of taught these, like, ideas. And not, they weren't necessarily political, it was more of a humanity thing. Yeah. And then when I got older, they've just stuck with me. And then, like, in the school I'm in, it's, like... They never really say specific groups or all this stuff, but, like, it's just kind of, like, loving everyone, and it's more of a humanity thing, and I think that's kind of, like, went into how, like, I view economic policy and everything and, like, um, foreign relations and stuff, and, but I would say that my family has had a good influence on me politically, but not necessarily with how to approach it, but more, like, why. Like, my yeah, dad has yeah. always been very, like, um, he told me that when he met my mom, she just never voted because she was yeah. just kind of like whatever right, but right my dad was like you have to vote like why don't you vote like yeah and she was he was like i don't care if we cancel each other out like you need to go vote like you need to go do it and so i think for him it's i think my family's had this impact on me because it's more like that he's always been like being an active citizen and it's never been like yeah. this specific party right blah blah, blah, blah mm -hmm. or whatever but like you need to have this view on abortion you need to have this view on um yeah. capitalism but it's been more like you just need to he, he's always like my parents have always pushed me to just be educated and like yeah. find what I'm really passionate about so I would say that like I've adopted my political beliefs from my family but not like um like the ideas like yeah. the same ones but like right. we kind I of like push for like yeah. Just yeah being an active person doing your job of voting and like but, like, it can also be very hard on the same side, like, the same thing. Because yeah. it's, like, my whole life, like, I just remember one time for Christmas, they got me the Grace for President book. And I feel like most people who are named Grace get this book when they're, like, in elementary school. And it's about this um, little black girl named Grace. And she's learning about presidents in school. And she's, like, well, where's the woman? Like, mm. and uh, there's no woman. So she's, like, runs for her class president, whatever. And it's, uh -oh. like... Everybody I know named Grace gets this book, so it's, like, it's yeah. from a young age, you're kind of, like, yeah, here, yeah. you want to do this, and it's, like, it's so hard because now I'm a teenager, and I'm working with Civitas, and last summer, I worked on a campaign for a Democrat, mm. um, or, like, did phone banking for them, and I worked at the polls, and I do all this stuff, and I do things that are, like, 
align with the issues I'm passionate about, and it's sometimes hard because it's like my parents don't share that. So then yeah, they kind right. of like it's, it's kind of hard to like continue some, or talk yeah. to them about it because it's like they don't agree, but it's like they're okay with me doing it because it's like they yeah. basically raised yeah. me to be that way. But it's like sometimes really difficult at the same time when you have a different perspective, I guess, than your parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And one thing that this is really reminding me of, I, I keep thinking of situations in my life, but here's another mm-hmm. example of family stuff. I was 12, I was doing a theater camp in stages, I'm not going to name any names, but some people, <laughs> no, like, for privacy reasons, uh-huh. but some people, this was in summer of 2016, right? Yeah. Or, summer of 2016, and conversation came up about politics, and I was pretty shy back then, and I remember not saying anything and feeling really weird about not saying anything, but people were talking about, there's this 18-year-old, like, TA, like, camp counselor kind of thing, this was doing, like, a summer camp musical thing, and basically... She was like, Hillary's a socialist. Oh, oh my I'm God. voting for Hillary. What do you mean? And, like, this guy also was, like, this other guy was downright racist, mm. too. Like, there's only yeah. two black kids in this whole yeah. um, entire camp. And to this one guy, he was, like, I could tell like he was being racist, like, actually, yeah. as, like, a 12-year-old. And they kept saying things like that, like, Hillary's bad. Yeah, just like that. The because their parents, it's because right, their exactly. parents are and, saying that. And it's my crazy. mom's like, "What is she saying?" My mom and mom being like, "Why is she telling kids this?" She's right. only eighteen. She's doing what her parents are telling her. Yeah. yeah, and like it's crazy, like that. Like you as a kid notice. And like, I notice. I tell my and, parents. Yeah, and I think that's. And I, I like this girl or like eighteen yeah. year old who's helping. And then I was like, "That's weird that she's saying that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think that a lot of kids like. For me, my circle, my, like, group of friends is, like, yeah. very politically engaged and, and whatever, but I know that there are people who, you know, at 12 years old, they did, wouldn't know who Hillary Clinton was. Yeah. Like, and, and I mentioned this, like, during a Civitas discussion as well, um, just, like, that a lot of people think about, like, the election as, like, the Super Bowl in terms of, like, they don't pay, like, at least for me, right. I don't pay attention to football, I don't care about football, Sick. then when the Super Bowl comes around, like, I'll watch it, I'll have fun, yes, whatever, and then I forget about it, <laughs> and then, and yeah. that's how, like, elections are for a lot of people, like, they don't really care, like, no one, I mean, it's crazy the amount of people who can't name the three branches of government, or can't name, yep. like, the Speaker yeah. of the House, Yeah. or just, like, just you know. not aware of that stuff, I feel right. like I am guilty of that when I was, like, younger, but, like, right. 11 to 12, then I started to be curious about it, that's why I'm doing this internship, I've right. always been, I, when I was 12, I would start reading the Time Magazine. My uncle said, you want to get into in political stuff? <laughs> read Time Magazine. I was like, okay. So I started getting into stuff like that, and then I've just always been interested. Like, when I was younger, I heard, I would hear terms being thrown around. I asked my parents, like, what does that actually mean? They would sit down and tell me, like, what it actually meant. Right. Oh. Yeah, okay. I remember, like, asking, like, what Planned Parenthood Yeah, I was like, and what's like, socialism? I remember right. I was just like, so people are throwing around this term. What is socialism? Right, and I remember right. I didn't quite understand it fully, but yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and I just want to say, like, I think that is something really good that, like, your parents instilled in you is, like, the act of citizenship. And, like, we're yes. sponsored by Civitas. We're doing an internship for Civitas. And that's yes. their whole point is, like, inspiring teens to be active citizens because yes. being an active citizen is so important. And it makes yeah. you more aware, more engaged, everything. Yeah. yeah no, and I think when you guys talk about, like, the hypothetical of being raised in a conservative family, as Grace has pointed out, it's less, like, what their political beliefs are and more, like, the values that they instill in you that could yeah. lead you to form your own political beliefs. Because obviously everyone's their own person, but I think the real issue is when parents are instilling, like, racism and homophobia and sexism. Yeah, right. And those are harder things to move past because that's, like, a character thing that 
if it's instilled in you, it's, like, hard to break. Right, yeah. exactly. And that, that kind of goes into, like, what we were talking about before with, like, morality and politics and how those are really intertwined. And with a lot of this stuff, it just, it goes into, like, where, and I've said this a lot, but, like, where do you draw the line and where do you think, like, okay, we can disagree on this issue and be okay, but I, you know, we were talking, again, with Jane Clavin, and that was a question I asked her, is, like, when is it too much you know, when can yeah. you just not have a working relationship right. with someone because they agree on such fundamental issues? Exactly. Like, where do you draw that line? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I was also wondering um, how you guys have dealt with political disagreements with family members in the past um, and just how you handle those situations um, and move past it or, I guess, in some situations don't. Yeah. Um... I have a story, but do you want to... Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I can go. Like, <laughs> um, I kind of touched on it, but it's just, like, um, it, it's definitely, it's something you, it's, like, an ongoing process of, like, yeah. learning and, like, learning how to navigate it because it's, mm -hmm. like, my parents are almost 50. Like, I'm 17. Like, yeah. they grew up during post-Cold War. Like, yeah. everybody's very proud of their country and all this stuff and it's like right. I'm growing up during a time where there's just increased polarization and it's like it can just steer some people <coughs> away from politics and like mm -hmm. yeah. um, but it can also bring people to like really get engaged with it and it's like yeah. um, so I think that's where we're similar is that we both like lived in times where it was like we like even though they're different we've kind of had to like look at politics as like a tool almost right. to like yeah. Yeah. better the world and in our country and so with that it's like even though there's these different approaches I think what I've come with navigating it and is just knowing that like we were talking earlier about like character stuff yeah and like for the longest time like I was just under the impression that like and not really my mom because she's not very like vocal on political stuff like she has her beliefs but she just doesn't talk about it much yeah. and it's just more of a personal thing and it's like yeah. um for my dad, for the longest time, I just thought he was this terrible person. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. um, after, like, the school shooting in Florida, um, and I, for a while, I was kind of scared to go to school, because at this time, I was at public school for middle school, and I just thought, he just didn't care about kids, and right. he just wanted everyone to have guns, and, like, all this stuff, and I was just, like, I just thought, like, he was very bad, but, like, as I've gotten older, and we've had more of these discussions, and we've kind of had, like, some periods of time where we're like, we'll just not talk about it, and it just, it's kind of sad, because it's like, yeah. we want to, because it's like, that's how we, like, that's how we talk, like, my, yeah. my dad and I, like, yeah. our relationship was built around, like, classic rock music and politics, like, <laughs> and then, like, um, but he's just, like, I think the older I've gotten, the more I'm navigated, like, I think he's more okay with me, because, like, my beliefs, because he knows that I read, and I listen to podcasts, and I do yeah. stuff like Civitas, where, like, it's not just coming from something I read on Instagram or TikTok. It's, right, like, yeah. something right. that I'm, like, really educate, like, I'm, like, really working to educate myself on and, like, be, I'm really passionate about. So I think as I've gotten older, it's just become easier to navigate and, like, yeah. know yeah. that he's not this terrible person with these terrible sure. values. And yeah. it's just, like, a lot of these things are, like, just, like, personal things with him and, like, all these, like, the more I've gotten to know him and I'm older, he's told me more stories because I can understand mm -hmm. them and, like, right. understand these issues. So it's, like, right. yeah. It has a lot to do with, like, personal experience. It has a lot to do with that, and I think a lot with age and yeah. just maturity level. Like, I feel yeah. like when I was younger, I was just like, this is 
terrible pro-life man. He doesn't want women, but, like, really, he's just, he was Catholic, and he has these values, so it's, like, just learning to, like, respect that there's those things I can't fix, and, like, well, not fix, but change is mine on, like, and just, like, there's values I won't compromise on, and, like, knowing that there's the same with him. Yeah, like, I don't agree with you, Mm -hmm. but, like, yeah. Agree, disagree. And, like, right, he's my exactly. dad. Like, yeah. Right, like, exactly. and my mom. Like, there's only, like, they're my parents. And, like, yeah. they like, love me. you can't, me. like, run away from home. Yeah, because... they, lo- they love me and I love them. Yeah, exactly. And, like, we're a family and, like, I'm actually, like, pretty close with my parents. Mm-hmm. And, like, we have yeah. a good relationship and I've been fortunate enough to have that. And they're still married. And, like, I've had a lot of privilege with that. And, like, yeah. so it's, yeah. like, yeah. there's not, sometimes I'm, like, oh, like, I wish he just could understand this. Or, like, right. the right. things he's saying, like. He doesn't know it, but that's, like, like, I'll tell him, but, like, he'll be, like, I'm, like, that's racist, or, like, yeah, and, it, I, like, <laughs> and he's not directly, but I'm, like, I'll tell him, and I'm, like, I'm doing my job, I'm telling him, but, like, right. that is up to him and his internal yeah. work, so I feel like just knowing that when you're navigating those experiences, it's, like, yeah, that's, that's a really good point, because yeah. there are some things that, like, yeah, like, I, my family, my grandpa, um, is, like, pretty conservative, and yeah, I, I had that attitude, um, for a while of just, like, ugh, like, he voted for Trump, like, I assumed he was homophobic, I assumed he was sexist, mm-hmm. I assumed a lot of things about him because he voted for Trump, and in a way, you know, he voted for Trump, so he did support those sort of things, mm-hmm. and so that is a point you can make, but I, it got to a point, um, it's actually after I watched the 13th documentary, which mm-hmm. is on Netflix, and I was like, oh my god, like, it, it was just very moving to me, and I was like, I can't not talk to my family members who are racist. <laughs> I can't just, like, leave them alone. Like, I have to, like, engage in conversation, so um, I wanted to have a conversation with my grandpa, and so we ended up, like, Zooming for, like, two hours. Um, my grandma was there. My she, <laughs> It's actually funny, because she's, like, pretty liberal, um, so she was, like, kind of helping me out on stuff. Um, but... You know, it's like, you know, you actually engage, and I found the same thing. Like, he's not this horrible person. He he actually told me a story about he was, like, hitchhiking somewhere. I mean, this is, like, you know, what, the 60s or whatever. Um, he was hitchhiking home, and there there's this man who picked him up, and he, like, asked if he wanted to do anything, like, sexual oh with gosh. him. Like, he was gay. And my grandpa's like, no, like, it's fine. But, like, my grandpa completely supports gay marriage and is completely in favor of the LGBTQ so I think that speaks well of him that he had that experience, like a possibly predatory, I mean, he was 18, but possibly predatory experience yeah. as, like, an adult man as, as a young kid, and then, like, still didn't, like, use that against them and use that against yeah. the community. So right. I think that spoke well of him. Um, I mean, yeah, there were definitely issues like abortion. Like, he was pro-life, and I wasn't going to change his mind on that, mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever. But, um, and then, yeah, and there were times where I was like, oh, my God, like, not say that that is so racist. yeah like there's so many times where like my my mom will say stuff and like and it's not that she's like the terrible person but a lot of it is like i'm like no mom you can't yeah. and she's like <laughs> and then afterwards that's yeah. why she's like oh i didn't know that right. i'm like, I mean, and I'm so, like yeah. you can't say so, that yeah exactly. sorry like my uncle who we see a lot like lives just a few miles away we see him a lot he says some things that really rub me the wrong way that are yeah. actually racist my mom's like oh he's just his weird humor, I'm like, I know his weird humor is taken to a next level of not right. being humor anymore. And he's not innately racist, I don't think, but it's like sometimes yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, yeah, and, and like, uh, you, I feel like I owe it to, um, you know, my morality and my beliefs 
to speak up and say like, okay, don't do that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, but then at the same time, it's not your job to fix them. It's not your job to like, yeah. like you just have to let go of the idea that you can convince them and, and move them to your right. side, like that us versus them um, thing that you were talking about earlier, yeah. Vera. Um, but I think a lot yeah. of it is like we're teenage, like some, and then there's always that thing where like, and I've kind of touched on it because like somewhat believe in the whole thing it's like oh the generational differences and it's yeah. like yes but also like we're high school teenage girls and we put a lot of time into this and we like research a lot mm -hmm. and even though like when you get older and you have other things in your life like jobs families and all you still have time because we have phones we have these yeah you can right. look up anything and like yeah it's that's another thing i think is with our generation especially like where we get our political beliefs I feel like the internet and the circles yeah. that we put ourselves in the internet can yeah. definitely influence us. Cause it's That's like, a really good side point. of the internet, right? Yeah, yeah. Th there's, there's different... It, you just... Being cautious of what corners of the internet you get yourself into. Right. Because I feel like it can be a helpful tool, like, educating. Like, I think that really helped the Black Lives Matter movement last yeah, summer. Exactly. was The media, yeah. like, kind of focusing and, like, getting these people educated. And, like, I obviously, like, I believed it, but I was never really, like wow, like, look right. at this, like, look at all the right. statistics, I feel like it, it's people like me and, like, a bunch of other teenagers and, like, even older adults that kind of, like, transform their position. It was really eye-opening. It was very eye-opening, and it's, like, it's sad, but, like, also, that's the thing, it's, like, I'm a, I'm a white woman, it's, like, right. some of these people, it's, like, they've seen it their whole lives, right. and it's, like, by the time they were, you know, five years old, their parents had to sit down and, yeah, and tell them how to act and directly, like, so that's a, so sad. And I'm like, a 16-year-old girl, and, like, just finding right, out, but exactly. so it's, like, I, like, I have this thing where it's like generational things it's like oh it can't affect but it's like you can educate yourselves right. it, it's free like right. on the internet but it's like you have to just know yeah. what you're reading yeah. and be like don't take everything you see for fact yeah and Vera answering your question that you asked earlier like to what extent well what did what was the question that you asked like 15 minutes ago like oh. how have you dealt with yeah. well one thing that I just thought of is like to what extent you keep doing things when people have different beliefs in you. Right. Going to like your sports thing, your theater thing. Do you just ignore it or don't talk to them about that? Or are your beliefs stronger? Are your beliefs like stronger than that? And like, right. that's, or, like what are your priorities? Yeah, like, exactly. Like to have different beliefs or like where do you draw the line there? And I was yeah. just thinking about that with myself. With like how, I don't know, I'm just thinking, all this conversation has been making me think about I want to go back to like doing stuff or like boys Catholic schools because if they just don't maybe right. we're not always talking about politics but if it's like this innate thing that they just believe that different completely different things than I do mm -hmm. then yeah, it might be hard, hard especially like that. that's what my mom was talking about with our family that it's hard to interact with people like that that yeah. that have completely dividing different yeah. beliefs and um, well sort of one final question to wrap up mm -hmm. this podcast which is um, just asking what's your best piece of advice or takeaway um, on having these political disagreements with family members or friends and what you recommend other people in these situations do. Okay. Should we go in a circle? Sure. Okay. I would just say, honestly, with our conversation, like mm -hmm. my conclusion kind of is like, we don't have the answer. It's complicated. It's very situational. It's not, you know, you can't make strict rules about it. You right. can't outline, like, there's so much that goes into um, engaging with people who have different political beliefs. But for me, I guess I would just say, like, I would kind of think about what issues 
are really central to your um, ideology and, and what you think are grounded in morals the most and, and kind of stick to your guns on those and then and, and even if people disagree on those issues like just being able to talk and engage in respectful conversation I think is really powerful so I guess that would kind of be my takeaway um I kind of touched on I think talking about like um how I navigate it and just kind yeah. of just and I think I'm gonna like have to go off like what you said like there is no like strict answer just because I think it all just comes down to each person and each conversation that they're having and like yeah. I think it's always important to have like values that like because we talked about the other day with Jane Club like yeah. the values that you will not compromise right. on like mm -hmm. gender equality and um climate change yeah, racism like, yeah. climate change like there's gonna be issues that you just you have to like stand your ground on right. but there also has to be room because like don't compromise your values but yeah be able to listen and understand and know that these people like most of the time not have had personal experiences have read into these things yeah. have like also educated themselves and it's like yeah, and it's like they don't right. think they're bad people they're not yeah. trying to, like, they think they're doing good, so, yeah. you know. Like, yeah. their, their intention, like, most of the like, about 80% of the, or probably 90% of the time, their yeah. hearts are in the right place. They right, want right. the same things that you do. They want people yeah. to be happy, healthy. They just might have a different approach to it, and it really just comes down to what did that person grow up, where, how, right, exactly. were they religious or not? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. and if so, to what extent, like, how extreme was it? Right. Like, were they always pushed to be politically active? So I have to go with Mira. Like, it's really situational. And, like, yeah. I would say, like, there's always that kind of thing. It's like, oh, you always hear about, like, people with conservative parents and they're liberal or leftist kids. And, like, mm -hmm. I mean, I kind of, like, fit into that. But it's yeah. also, like, I'm not the same as my friends, like, who are liberal or left. Yeah. But they have conservative parents. We, like, kind of bond on it, but our experiences are all so different once we right. got down and talked yeah, about exactly. it. So it's, like, just understanding that it's very situational. Yeah. That was a very good answer, very elaborate. <laughs> I'll have to <laughs> boil mine down to just a simple thing of, like, even though it can be hard, just patience with people. Mm -hmm. yeah. And also, like, what are you willing to compromise on, like I was talking about mm -hmm. earlier. Yeah. And having good conversations, um, constructive conversations and... Sometimes there's just nothing you can do about it, but then it really comes down to, like, maybe just choosing not to interact with people that are, yeah have different beliefs that it's too strong, where you just feel, like, wrong about it, like, inside, just... Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I... I mean, I think I'd say just getting down to the root of why this person thinks the way that they do, and that takes discussion, but I think most people aren't just evil, racist, horrible people. Some yeah. definitely are. Mm -hmm. Um... But I think once you figure out why this person thinks the way they do, whether it's, like, their religion or their upbringing, um, then you can better appeal to them and yeah. make progress. But, yeah, it definitely takes breaking down a wall and starting with, like, open discussion that's non-judgmental mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, just really listening, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah. this was our podcast. Yeah. Thank we you. hope you enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. See you guys next time. <laughs>